Congratulations! You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Right now on the line, I'm joined by Holly Fulbrook, a.k.a. Tiny Ruins. Morena to you. Morena. How are we? Good to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm very well. Thanks. We were just discussing the lovely sun this morning. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, after a few days of cold, grey, yuck. I assume you're in Auckland. I am, yeah. Yes. I heard it was only 12 degrees in Auckland yesterday. How did you all handle that? Yeah, I looked at my phone and it said nine degrees. Yeah. And I thought to myself, no, it has to be lower. It has to be like three. Yeah. <laughs> because it really did feel so cold and I was quite unhappy about it. Yeah. No, <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's good preparation for for coming here on Thursday. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm packing my woolies and my, my merinos. Very um, good. Very yeah. good. Right, um, we all have important dates in our lives, Holly. Um, anniversaries of love or loss, like birthdays, graduation days. And for musicians, release day, especially the first full length. Uh, some mm. for, were meant for C. It wasn't your first release, of course. Um, that was Little Notes. Um, but some were meant for C. was your, you know, it's, it's, it's your, your first, well, solo, I guess, because um, Little Notes wasn't just yourself. And it's your first full length. So on the thirtieth of May, do you think about it every every day that um, every year that date every year when it comes around? Um, I can't I can't say that I do. In fact, I um I had full intentions of <coughs> um, announcing this tour and a repressing of the vinyl on the actual day of the anniversary, but yeah. I was two days late. Cause <laughs> I, I, I I kind of forgot that it that it was the thirtieth, but. No, so I'm like one of those bad partners that don't don't remember the, the <laughs> wedding anniversary or the. Um, but uh, I, I, I've definitely thought over the years, like, oh, it'll be ten, you know, it'll be ten years next year. Wow, that's crazy, um, or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a decade's yeah. a long time. I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the majority of us, majority of us, only live for eight of them. Uh, <laughs> Oh, don't put it in. Don't put it in those terms. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a morbid human. Um, now, what was was an album always on your mind after after Little Notes? What did you have a plan? When I was making Little Notes, it was because um, I well, I'd, I'd finished up at uni and by by great surprise had kind of been discovered by this. Um, Small record label in Australia called Spunk Records, and so so he listened to my demos online on MySpace, and and he had um, kind of approached me and and flown me over to Australia actually, and and made me (laughs) made me do a gig, um, (laughs) which I was really inexperienced at the time. I'd probably done three or four shows, yeah, and um, and yeah, and he he fronted the cash to make my first record, so he said, you know, I'll give I'll, I'll I'll pay for this first album to be made um which was amazing because yeah i was broke and i i had really no intentions to record a, a whole album um but then i had already planned to go traveling um and i i was i was i was um committed to being a nanny for about a, a year and a, two years i think i'd committed to to to, to move to italy wow. and live with this italian family and look after their little boys so um, yeah, that's kind of like what my plan was, and and, and I had all these travel plans, and 
So I said, um, I can't make a record <laughs> right now. Um, I have to go and do this this job and, you know, see my grandparents in England and all these things. So so then I did go off travelling and... Um, but pretty soon I was like, oh, you're being you're being silly. Like, you definitely have to get back home and record this record and, you know, maybe you have a chance at this music thing, um, which really did feel quite impossible at the time. And so I, when I was recording Little Notes, I already had that. Um, so that year I was, I was kind of travelling and, and I guess plotting this, this record recording and I was trying to... Um, uh, well, yeah, I was nannying. <laughs> I was living in Italy and um, practicing the songs in my spare time and kind of getting it all ready. And and I came home in the summer and um, recorded it. Recorded the album in um, South Gippsland in Australia, mm. south of Melbourne, um, with a guy called Greg Walker, um, who's a really um, great artist. He, he his um, artist name is Machine Translation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it came about. Um, now, at least two of the songs, as far as I know, were inspired by newspaper articles, and I remember mm. that Brazilian priest uh, <laughs> and his fundraising efforts. You know, yeah. um, with his helium balloons, and he was off to travel a certain distance and and raise money. Um, you know, and ended in tragedy. Yeah. Um, you know, it seems like such strange fodder for a song. Uh, and also that has happened a few years before you released the record. Mm. Uh, and it seems it's a kind of a theme that runs through your music where you kind of keep this information stored somewhere in a box in your brain and you bring it out at just the right time to write a song and release. Is that a thing? Um, yeah, <laughs> you've done a good psychological assessment of the way that my brain works. <laughs> um, <laughs> it takes me a long time to process things. Um, that would be a good would be a good um, diagnosis. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I wrote the songs, you know, in the years preceding. So I, it's not as though I wrote all of those songs in in that one year. Um, I think Adelphi Apartments I wrote that year, and I started writing some of the songs on the next record um, as well, and. But uh, while I was studying at uni and before all this, um, you know, album deal situation unfolded, I was just writing songs for fun, kind of in my in my spare time. And so probably over the three years prior, I um, started writing the songs for Tiny Ruins and kind of came up with this idea of Tiny Ruins being at the project, um, the project name, because the songs kind of felt like they were little tiny ruins, um, little fragments, you know, of stories and things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was quite a magpie for, for weird um, stories in the newspaper <laughs> and, um, you know, random strange characters and things. Because you, um, you were Holly Foo before that, and I tried to find your, mind, your MySpace, but MySpace is down at the moment. Oh, uh, So great. I was, I was yeah. a little bit upset about that. <laughs> I'm not surprised. It's still there, though. Like it's That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Why doesn't it just disappear? <laughs> <laughs> it was like a graveyard even ten years ago. Yeah. 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 Well, I should. I didn't try to find if you had a Bebo. I should have done that. Um, no, I didn't. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> did I? Um, now you mentioned Jay Walker before, Greg, Greg Walker, mm. um, and recording that in, in Gripsland, just outside of Melbourne. 
um, you know, the, and you recorded it in his studio, which was an old general store and, and a school hall that had been closed for thirty odd years. Mm. Um, and it's your first time with a producer, I guess. Mm. Uh, and you're in another country, although you've been well travelled by then. Do you remember the process and the space and the feelings you had at the time and the birds? <laughs> birds. Um, I don't remember the birds. Uh, but have I said something somewhere about the birds? They were nesting birds. Oh. <laughs> and and you can hear them in the recording, apparently. Okay. Oh, I had yeah, I'd completely forgotten about that. I do remember. Um, I remember the process in that wanted. Uh, once felt like I should perform the song very live and very, um, very kind of like of a take. And that he, he, yeah, his philosophy was let's capture them the way that you're playing them at the moment. And um, we won't try and perfect them too much. And we'll use lots of microphones to get a real roomy sound. And mm-hmm. so he, he set up about 12 mics around the room in different corners and like high and low and <laughs> um, yeah so that was a really interesting process that I haven't really repeated since I've kind of gone the other way yeah um, in, um, in recording in very dry spaces since but it, it was it, yeah it was very atmospheric and I was um, I was pretty relaxed I you know I stayed at, in the back of his house there's like an old bakery which he'd converted into a studio and his family lived in the house next door and I just slept on the couch in the studio <laughs> and I, I just remember that I went to this flea market in Jambana which was like the local village and I found this woolen blanket <laughs> <laughs> like this really thick woolen blanket that was um, like such a huge comfort to me because I was yeah. sleeping on this couch yeah, and I yeah. got like, cold in the night and this blanket was like everything you know <laughs> I, that's kind of what i remember about the recording process it's just this, this like prized blanket that i still have now you still have it oh <laughs> that's like, great <laughs> yeah it's very very special oh yeah. will be that's amazing i'm glad so well i was gonna ask if you still had it and i'm glad you do yeah um, it's like one of those grandmother crocheted ones oh, you know yeah, they're yeah. like squares yeah classic yeah. amazing i've got a couple of those at home too you'll need to bring that down to dunedin with you um now, just because it's so cold. Now, um, so you got this recording off the back of, of Little Notes. It was heard uh, and they enjoyed it, um, which was great and it was well received. But Some Were Meant for Sea was on another level. Uh, it was widely released uh, and it was hailed in the press. How did you feel about that? And, uh, you know, did you know that you had something that people would fall in love with? Um. I mean, I was, I think I was pleasantly surprised, but also because it was the first thing I'd done, I think probably quite a, um, like the cocky part of my, my <laughs> brain was like, oh yeah, this is just how it happens. You, know, like, <laughs> you release something and everyone, everyone no. pays attention, which I now know, you know, is definitely not the case. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was, yeah, I was definitely like very, um, happy that it, that it seemed to resonate with people, that the songs seemed to be like um, yeah, because I felt really protective of the songs and kind of scared, you know, it was definitely scary putting putting it out there in a bigger way and um, feeling like it was being played on the radio overseas and stuff was, was quite like 
ah, you know, you felt quite vulnerable or mm-hmm. quite exposed or something. But, um, but I, yeah, I mean, looking back with hindsight, I'm like, oh, I should have been like celebrating with, <laughs> yeah, 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 like bottles <laughs> of champagne and stuff. But I definitely wasn't. I was just like, yeah, yeah, this is how it goes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This is just yeah. Every release yeah. will be the same. Yeah. Oh, that happened. Um, one of the things I found quite interesting is that it was pressed on a Luxembourg label. Mm. How did that yeah. come about? That's interesting. Yeah, own records. They were like this little imprint that they just contacted me and said, hey, we really love this record and we think it should be on vinyl. And that was kind of, I guess it was when vinyl was still making it like resurgence. Mm. It was still a, kind of a big deal to press vinyl. Yeah. Um, I feel like, and so, yeah, I was like, oh, this is this is the big time. <laughs> Luxembourg imprint label printing my vinyl. This is this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was how it kind of um, circulated, I guess, around Europe for a while, for a few years. Um. Yeah, and then it got repressed by Bella Union. And, yeah, yeah. Um, so it has had kind of an interesting life, that album. It really um, has. It's travelled the world. Yeah. And that was one of the last releases on that label too. There wasn't many more after that. On own records? Yeah. Oh, is that right? Well, and as far I as... I never can... made it to Luxembourg. I never I never met those guys that put it out. But, um, yeah, they were always really sweet whenever I dealt with them on email and things. They were... I I always kind of thought, oh, go to Luxembourg, wherever the hell that is, <laughs> <laughs> and find this place. <laughs> well, it's a really rich place, so you could probably charge a lot of money for a show. Um, just, interestingly enough, and, and totally off the topic of you, but there's a there's a DJ playing in Dunedin this week from Luxembourg. Huh. Yeah, which I find very weird. Um, but also pretty cool. Um, and it somehow ties into this chat. But yeah, that was one of the last, I think there was maybe five more records after that, uh, according to Discog, and the last one uh, was out in 2015, and, and that was the end of that label, perhaps, mm. as far as I know. Tough running a label, and, you know, I don't think they did it for money. They definitely did it for the love. For the love. <laughs> well, And that must be a great feeling then, to have them put out your record for the love of it. Yeah, I felt that way with every record label we've worked with. It's never really been, you know, it's always been because they, like, you know, are into the music and... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it must be so hard running a, properly running a label, you know, like, it must be very scary. (laughs) I'd say so. I'd say so. Yeah. Um, You know, obviously the record is an important milestone in your life, um... A life 10 years ago. So mm. from a personal position, and I know you, you mentioned something a little bit before on air, uh, before we got on air about it, but I um, mean, how has it been revisiting it, um, talking about it in, in interviews, um, and, you know, your own, uh, you know, you're going back on tour again, do you remember things from that, that first initial tour off the record? Yeah, I was actually, I've been practicing the song, um, the last few days and and listening to the recordings to try and remember you know how did I sing that bit or because uh, I do know that people love hearing it's similar to <laughs> similar to how the recording is yeah. but, um, but I find it really hard um, because I do sing differently now and yeah um, 
I find I find my voice to sound really young and really um, I don't know, kind of just. <laughs> I find it difficult. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that but that's probably I, I think most artists find it hard listening to their own recordings once they're past that um, juncture. You know, like once they're onto the next project, they're just it's like, well, that was that, and it doesn't mean that you don't. Um, get something from playing the songs live but it's just the recorded version that kind of is released you've listened to it so many times in the process of making it that yeah it kind of has has lived its life in your brain and then you say goodbye to it and I often don't return and listen to um, old recordings but um, yeah I've been I've been umming and ahhing as to whether to release the very original de- demos of of someone meant to see because they they were the kind of demos that <clears throat> um, that really did like launch it I guess in the first place and and uh, they they are very rough and I feel like I sing them a lot more unself consciously mm-hmm, I think yeah. that the the record itself is quite like um, self conscious which isn't a bad thing it's just a reflection of where I was at the time and and um, I guess who I was but um, yeah, no, I have a lot of, like, fondness for that person. <laughs> but it does feel like a long time ago, almost more than 10 years, like, so much has happened. And, yeah. Um, uh, so in terms of musically, I've, I've, I find them quite challenging. A few of them, Pigeon Knows, there's a song called Pigeon Knows, yeah. which I've never played live. Um, because I wrote it on the piano, and there's just never a piano um, <laughs> around. But... I've just transposed it to the guitar and I'm enjoying um, hearing it in a different way and like almost giving it more of a current treatment. Um, And yeah, like a couple of the other songs, I've I've continued playing them in our Tiny Ruins sets. Like we we played them, um, you know, Running Through the Night and Adelphi Apartments are like still standard songs that we play a lot. Yeah. But yeah, some of the other ones, it's like, oh wow, I just feels, and it brings back a lot of memories, and it's like, oh, this is triggering. <laughs> <laughs> Hope not in but, a bad um, way. Yeah, a lot of fondness for them. Good, good, because we still have a lot of fondness for them as well. I mean, you know, and it's interesting to look back at this album and think it's, you know, even even that you got this record made off the back of that EP. This is kind of the album that is launched you into where you are now without putting this album out you wouldn't be where you are now no no exactly and so I'm really I'm kind of grateful for all of the the steps along the way that allowed it to be made especially um, yeah Aaron from Funk Records kind of definitely made it all happen and um, yeah yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's, it's cool Weird, and of cool. course, <laughs> also the same team that listened to Nadia's album—not the first one, the second one. No, I'm never allowed to mention her first record, "Letters I Wrote and Never Sent," um, which is still ah. great, which is a fantastic record. Yeah, <laughs> but it doesn't exist. Uh, but I have a yeah. copy of it. I have a copy. Uh, <laughs> well, I have a copy as well. Yeah, good. She gave me one of those. Demos. Yeah, yeah, so good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, right. Um, Antennas as well. I think, um, yeah, Aaron from Spunk did, did, did a lot to kind of further a few of us Kiwi songwriters. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, indeed, indeed. Right, um, and just just before we go and talk about um, how we can get the record and the shows uh, this week, um, there's a bonus track. Now, this is the bonus track, the oldest bar in town. Does, does is that from that time as well? It is. Yeah, it's one of the older oldest songs. Um, and I actually wish that the record had not had little notes in, on it, which is the outlier. It was recorded in Barcelona. Yes. Um, and I don't feel like it quite fits. Um, but, like, I, I wouldn't leave it off the repressing because maybe some people really like it, I don't know. But um, I wish that Oldest Bar in Town had originally been on the record instead and that that had been the collection of songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, how these things are. Um, yes. I think Aaron was like, there's no single. <laughs> Which is like, there's <laughs> really? never any single on our record. Really? Um, I would disagree. Yeah, well, he he was just like, there's no single, we need little notes. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so that's how that happened. But Oldest Bar in Town, I actually love that song. And oh, great. It, I don't think it's been released online ever, so I don't think anyone's heard it um, ever. But I will be playing it. You will be playing yeah. it. That's great. So that's how I'm going to hear it for the first time. I'm excited about that. Do, do you yeah. remember which bar it was? Oh, yeah. It was a bar in New Orleans. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Right, yeah. so you're playing these songs out in their entirety uh, this Thursday down here at Hanover Hall's part of Science Fest, which is interesting in itself. Um, so sciencefest.org.nz is where you'll get the tickets for the two shows, playing one at 7 and then one it's again at 9. So two runs through. Uh, and the album is coming out on a limited edition vinyl and CD. Uh, both you can pre-order now and they'll be coming out, being sent out around mid-September. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Well, uh, thank you so much for taking a trip down memory lane. Oh, thanks for thanks for your um, support and interest. I appreciate it. Oh, always, always, you know oh. that, Holly. Always, always. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, Look forward I... to coming down to Oti Porti. Yeah. Very much so. Well, it's going to be great having you here again. We always love it when you're in town. So once again, the album is out now. I mean, it's been out for a long time, but it's there on the digital uh, format on Bandcamp, uh, and you can order the album through the Bandcamp as well. Um, Holly, thank you so much. We're going to play Adelphi Apartments, track number five. Sure. Yes, you have yourself a wonderful day. Grab your knitting, yeah. uh, your woolen awesome. wares, and uh, we'll see you in Otiputi on Thursday. Awesome. Cheers. Thanks so much. Thanks, Holly. Okay. Bye. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. Find more at r1.co.nz.